coming this Saturday, there will be blood. Head to mybookie.ag and get in on the UFC first blood promotion. When any fighter on the main card bleeds, you win. The second you see blood, cha-ching, you get paid. With this bet centered around five main card bouts, including two title bouts, you know the octagon won't stay dry for long, so take advantage of this opportunity to make some easy money with my bookie. Nick Diaz has bled in three of his last four fights. Robbie Lawler is a leaky faucet, so you know by the end of his five-round rematch, blood will be spilled. Head to my bookie now and use my promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, and start off with a double deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE to double your money so you can double your winnings with MyBookie. And that's not all. If you deposit now, you'll also get a free entry into MyBookie's $50,000 NFL Survivor Pool. That's a double deposit bonus, free money on the UFC, and a free shot at fifty grand. That's what I call a winning season. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, Football America was back in damn full force on Saturday and Sunday, starting with the whiteout at Penn State, plus near upsets at Clemson and Alabama, and officiating so bad, the clarifying statements only made it worse. Then we got to Sunday, and oh my God, hey, why am I wasting your time? Let's get to it. Your bonus, no holds barred, 40 minutes of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Monday, September 20th, 2021. As the line goes and Gladiator, are you not entertained? What a weekend it was in football, both college and pro. And because Thursday night the Wolfskins played and the legend of Taylor Heineke only grew in stature, I'm going to have to talk about that today as well. Got an email from somebody saying, boo, boo, Zabe. No sleep. Do an instant pod right after the game. <laughs> Fuck you. It was 1130 at night. I have a 6 a.m. morning show. 7 Eastern. Shut up. Shut your hole. I had already put the podcast to bed. I was enjoying the Washington game against the Giants, and I was not going to do a podcast. I said I would get to it today, and here we are. But you're going to have to wait for Andy Poley. In the meantime, so much to talk about from the weekend. I'm going to basically go right to Andy. But first, the Penn State whiteout was awesome. It was beyond spectacular. And yet, they've done these like, what was the number, a dozen times? This is not new. But why did it feel so good. First of all, it was a hell of an opponent. Kudos to Auburn for scheduling a road non-con game against a powerhouse. Not something most other SEC teams like to do. So kudos to them, and they played a hell of a game. Secondly, it was a win for the home team, so that leads to the better atmospherics. But I think, of course, the reason it felt so spectacular is that it's coming After a year ago, almost to the day, the Big Ten was just futzing around, obsessing over possible myocarditis issues, 
Christine Brennan and Pat Forty and all the other team virus members were writing, good good job to delay the season. And when they said they would play the season with the most insane restrictions and testing and no fans, Christine Brennan still called it the darkest day in conference history. I mean, get get real. So the game went off and nobody, I think, on Sunday, unless somebody did, nobody's going to uncork a column that said super spreader event at Happy Valley. Nobody. So in that sense, it's over. And of course, no one who wrote the opposite a year ago is going to go, you know, and second thought, maybe we were a bit too cautious. Because there can be no too cautious in the minds of some. And if we were wrong to be so draconian a year ago because of reasons like, hey, look at these curves of the virus. They look like they are pretty similar from year to year. Maybe all of our mitigation efforts did nothing to stop the spread. By the way, I don't know this. Somebody who knows where to get the numbers, just chime in, send it to me via email. I think the actual case count for COVID is higher now in Pennsylvania than it was a year ago. So what does that mean? Well, Delta variant. Well, uh, that, that, that just means we're testing more. Well, uh, so what are, you, what are you saying? We should have had these stadiums last year? Maybe. Maybe we should have had 50% last year at least. See, the thing is, if a huge mistake was made, if the so-called smart people and the scientists had read it wrong and didn't uh, you know, account for, hey, this virus is seasonal. It goes in waves. And nothing we do, masks, distancing, quarantines, tracing, none of it changes the basic waves of the virus. Had they gone back, had they said now, well, yeah, we were, we were wrong. We, we did not account for this. There'd be hell to pay. And they're not going to do it. They would never admit they were wrong. But that moment, that stadium was what sports was all about. That's why I tweeted after the game was over, college football is the last pure thing in America. She must be protected at all costs. Which, of course, drew a couple of cynical people going, oh, uh, yeah, you, pff, nil rights will kill it, or your version of pure is way off from mine. It was a bit of a rhetorical argument, but still, to see the Penn State players arm in arm, white kid, black kid, some kid in between, singing arm in arm to the stands, jam-packed to the roof, 100,000 plus, in a place so remote you can barely get there from here. My own nephew, who goes to Penn State, had the time of his life, sent a picture. His mom sent a picture. He met Saquon Barkley before the game. Got a picture with Saquon Barkley. The kid is loving life. He had himself a night. Everyone there had himself a night and herself a night. That is what sports does at its best. And it was great to have it back. And I, I reject the phrase, let us not take this for granted again. Why do I reject the phrase? Because it's the wrong phrase. Sure, we, we shouldn't take it for granted. However, the phrase should be, we must never let fear dictate our lives again. We must never 
let experts go as long as they did without being questioned relentlessly from everybody in society, especially the press. We must never allow what happened a year ago to happen again. That's the phrase I'd like to say. Not, let's not take this for granted. Because it was something special. Okay, it is time to talk to our guy, Andy Poland. Oh, I don't have his music handy. Uh, here we go. Hello. Andrew Poland. Oh my God. I'm I'm sweating just watching the finish of the four o'clock games in the NFL. It's an unbeatable, unstoppable, unfuck upable product, no matter how many taunting rules you put in, or penalties for roughing the passer that are absurd, or replays that make no sense. You could even put an undereducated buffoon atop the league. It would still roll on like tanks. Unbelievable. What an afternoon it was. Sizzling. Four o'clock window. Yeah, the window at four was great. There were a couple of one o'clock games that were very good. But Tom freaking Brady (laughs) is 44 years old. He's exactly 19 years younger than I am. We share a birthday. And he threw five, count them, five touchdown passes today. He's got nine through two games. It's unbelievable. Well, look at the weapons he has. Do you know how many years? Well, you know this, Andy. I'm asking rhetorically. Think of all the repurposed scrubs that he threw to in New England for all those years. David Patton, may he rest in peace, just passed away, former Redskin, is Mm -hmm. one of those guys. You're like, why don't you get him some weapons? The one year Brady had one ace weapon, Randy Moss, what happens? Nearly ran the table. Yeah. Now yeah, look did. at the – I mean, the weapons he has are a joke. Yeah, and, and almost the league should have said, no, no, no. You can't have Gronk. I'm sorry. You, you went there because you have weapons, but you can't take Gronk with you. And Gronk, who was supposed to be dead, he looks great. I know. I know. But he, he said, he said, I want Gronk. And they said, fine. We'll, we'll bring yeah. him in. He said – I'll vouch for Antonio Brown. They said, fine, we'll bring him in. Yeah. Like When someone says oh, comfort sandwich. Shut up, pop-up window. Sorry about that, Andy. Although I do like those uh, We Have the Meats commercials. You know, uh-huh. th- this is sort of the argument that I've had s- with some Packer fans because they feel like, no, they got Devontae and MVS and EQ and that other guy. And I'm like, and Alan Lazard. I'm like, these are these guys are average guys, are replacement level guys. Every great team offensively has at least two son of a bitches. And then they go, well, but they seem to do pretty good on offense last year. And I go, yeah, but nobody got hurt. And they could have done even better. So I think the Buccaneers said, fine, we, we'll get you weapons. Got them running back weapons as well. Leonard Fournette. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leonard Fournette discarded by Jacksonville. We don't need him. We'll stink with him. We'll stink without him. He right. goes there, helps him win a Super Bowl. Latest is that Richard Sherman is interested in joining. Well, they'll probably add him as well. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Still, the game was actually within the margin of the spread until 20 points in the fourth quarter. Matt Ryan of the Falcons desperately trying to come back. couple picks, and uh, next thing you know, it was a blowout, 48-25. to yeah. 25. Buccaneers easily your favorite to go back and probably repeat at this point as we are just two weeks in. 
Yeah, all right. Just two weeks in. All right. Keep uh, that in mind. Before we get, I think we'll go reverse. How about we, we have a lot of ground to traverse. Uh, let's start with the NFL games and then let's work our way back to the legend of Heineke on Thursday night. Okay. And then we'll throw in some college on top of that. All right. And then we'll yep. be done before the nightcap Ravens and Chiefs. Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. All right. So the NFL games uh, on Sunday, uh, just whipping through the league. Uh, the Bills shut out the Dolphins 35 to nothing. Tua got hurt in this game early, and pretty much the Bills romp. They've now won six straight against Miami. And I'm a Tua fan, Andy, but he looks small, and it looks like he's injury prone. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that was the reason he fell as far as he did. Remember Tank for Tua? Remember yeah, that two years ago? I remember so, Tank for Tua. Yeah, now, so that, that's why he fell. Had he not gotten hurt, would he be better? I'm not so sure. I don't know. Hard to tell. Um, and and again, the jury's still out on these Alabama quarterbacks. You know, they, they there really hasn't been a great one, what, since Joe Namath, right? Except there's a guy right now in New England yeah. coming off his first NFL win, 25-6. to six. As the mm-hmm. Patriots beat the Jets, same as it ever was, same as it ever was. And Mac Jones, nice, 22 yeah. of 30, only a buck 86, but no picks, no touchdowns, much better than Zach Wilson, who threw four interceptions and then uncorked a comment about keeping that swagger. <laughs> did you see that? I did not, but no, you don't have swagger when you play for the Jets and you throw four interceptions. You don't do that. Robert Griffin III, as a rookie, played 15 games through five all year. Five all year. Here, here is, here is uh, Zach Jones, who, or Zach Jones, Zach Wilson. By the way, he's too pretty, I think, at quarterback because he's going to piss people off. I look at his face, and he looks like this in. Uh, this privileged little rich bitch, you know, private school, you know, I don't know. I, I try not to be biased, but it's hard. He has a very punchable face as the line goes from Step Brothers. Yeah, you know, uh, this is what we sign up for, right? And there's going to be games like this and, and the ups and downs. You know, we saw it last week in the first half as well. And so uh, we just keep getting reminded, you know, how long the season is and, you know, how how we can just get back and, and can get keep getting better and everything. And so I just have to remember, you know, the situation that I'm in and, you know, I'm, a, I'm an important piece in this, uh, in this whole thing. And, you know, how can I just keep learning and getting better? And you got to keep that swag and that mojo every single week. Yeah. You know, how about that, Andy? <laughs> you know, he, he wants to talk about a long season. Talk to some of your teammates who slog through the last few seasons with the Jets. They'll tell you how long the season is. Yeah. For what it's worth, Mac Jones had the highest passer rating of any rookie this week in week two. Uh, Trey Lance, one of the high-picked rookies, didn't play very much, uh, but yeah. Uh, the Niners, speaking of the Niners, they beat the Eagles, even mm-hmm. though the Eagles had chances early. Your final 17-11, that 11 came with a late touchdown and a two-point conversion, so it was kind of like 17-3 to in this game. And uh, Jalen Hurts, not as good as he was in the first week. Uh, the Niners' defense is definitely legit. Yeah, and and I I saw a lot of that game. I watched Red Zone all day long, so I, I saw him. He, you know, I I, I really like Jalen Hurts. I, I loved him in college. I loved his attitude. I loved it when he got benched and he kept his head up, stayed another year. So I, I'm rooting for him. I I, I think he's he's not going to be a great quarterback, but I think he has a chance to be a good one. Uh, yeah, he had uh, 82 yards rushing. Hurts did. That was the leading rusher on the team, as Miles Sanders had 55. Uh, the Niners 
stayed in West Virginia as yeah. they have won their fifth Green straight Brown. East Coast game. So I guess that's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they they uh look, they're they're a good team and they they Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback I think almost all that game. Did did we even see uh the the, the, the rookie play in that game? I didn't see him at all. Uh, according to the box score, he did not throw the ball. Trey Lance and he did Trey not Lance, run yeah. the ball either, so he got no carries and no throws in the game. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Bengals fall to the Bears 20-17 to in the Andy Dalton Red Rifle Revenge game. But yeah. this game was noted for two things. First of all, Dalton got hurt, left the game, came back, left the game again. They're going to wait to see what kind of damage he has to his knee. I would say the Justin Fields era has basically begun. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Joe Burrow threw picks on one, two, three consecutive passes yeah that's almost impossible to do and you know for all the, the bouquets that have been thrown at him he's still he's still a guy who's you know hasn't played a full season of football yet and uh they're, they're gonna have to live with some mistakes from him for a while yeah uh justin field six of 13 for 60 yards one int no touchdowns and uh burrow with those three picks a terrible day there uh the Broncos beat the Jaguars 23 to 13. They're 2 and 0, part of the West Brigade that's undefeated going into the Sunday night game. That's a kind of odd stat. The AFC West is undefeated, right? Yeah, I mean uh, and and look, they they're a team that we thought was going to have Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh, yeah. Three months ago, you said, oh, yeah, slam dunk. Elway's going to get him. It's going to be a done deal. And they're living with Bridgewater, and, you know, their defense is good. I, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but I think Bridgewater's a serviceable quarterback. Yeah, Bridgewater, 26-34, 328 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Lawrence, meanwhile, 14 of 33. Woof. Uh, 118 yards. One touchdown, two INTs. By the way, I read a really lengthy article about Zach Smith, the former assistant coach at Ohio State under Urban Meyer, and what Urban and his wife may or may not have done to cover up some very serious domestic oh. abuse issues. Oh, yeah. a thousand percent Urban Meyer covered it yeah. up. Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer is one of the greasiest coaches, Absolutely. not just currently in sports, but of all time. Yeah, he leaves yeah. a trail, and he does it with that insincere smile, but he does win when he's got the horses. We'll see. How how long do you think it'll last in Jacksonville? One year and done? He's going to go to USC. He's going <laughs> to win two games, and then they'll roll out the red carpet for him at USC. And he, go he back in college. And go back on his statement, I have no interest in the job. Oh, God. You know, I'm, I'm tired of him retiring. Yeah. You know, he's. He's, he's like 10 years younger than I am. He's retired 15 times. Right. Uh, Browns beat the Texans 31-21. Texans actually played hard in this game, uh, despite being pretty much a bad team. Uh, Browns are 2-0. and Odell Beckham Jr. did not play. I'm sorry, the Browns are 1-1. One and one. Odell mm-hmm. Beckham Jr. did not play. Baker Mayfield hurt his shoulder, but came back in the game. Uh, briefly, he left to get it checked out, trying to make a tackle. I think quarterbacks should never try to make tackles, ever. I no. don't think it's worth it. Uh, that's that's a long-standing thing, but, you know, you get caught up in the competition and, you know, nobody wants to throw a pick six. So that's the way that goes. I guess Tyrod Taylor got hurt in this game because yeah. Davis Mills 
rookie from Stanford. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he came in and actually played quite a bit. It's going to be a long year for the Texans, but then again, they figured that out uh, a long time ago. Deshaun Watson once again was put on the uh, you know do not play list for non injury <laughs> re- reasons. What are they going to do with Deshaun Watson this year, Andy? I have no idea. I, I mean, it, just it, ride it, him to a zero the whole time. I guess, and 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 they're paying him right. He's not on any kind of suspended list. As far as not, I know, not that I know. Of, no, yeah. uh, Rams beat the Colts twenty-seven twenty-four in a highly entertaining game that was back and forth. Uh, Carson Wentz has been hurt again. Jacob Eason got into the game through five passes, didn't do much, although he got picked. Uh, this is the beginning of the end of Carson Wentz, in my opinion. Seems that way. Uh, you know, once you're hurt, you stay hurt. Like bodies in motion, stay in motion. Bodies at rest, stay at rest. Quarterbacks who get hurt, stay hurt. He's always hurt. Cooper Cup monster day. Nine catches, a buck sixty-three, two touchdowns. That white boy sure plays a mean pinball, as the Who <laughs> once said. He can play wide receiver. Uh, the Raiders beat the Steelers twenty-six to seventeen. One of the big plays in the game was late with a six, like a two-point lead. They hit Henry Ruggs, Derek Carr, mm-hmm. to Henry Ruggs on a flat-out bomb. I loved Henry Ruggs coming out of Alabama only because I saw his basketball highlight tape. In yeah. high school, and he was a sick basketball player. He's got speed to burn, and they used him in this case. The Raiders are 2-0, and and Big Ben looks as shot as ever, if you ask yes, me. Yes, he does. And uh, we're coming up on 50 years since the Immaculate Reception, and uh, that pass to Ruggs, if Al Davis were alive today, he'd be quelling. He'd be absolutely quelling. <laughs> That's why we get speed. Speed kills. Yeah. I want the yeah. fastest guys. Cliff Branch could run past anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, he loved quarterbacks with big arms and receivers who could run. Yeah. That's what he that's what he lived for. The Panthers are two and oh. They crush Jameis and the Saints coming off that? their week one stunner. Uh the headline of this game was eight Saints offensive coaches missed the game because they were on the COVID list. They were all vaccinated. That I I cannot believe was the reason that they did a complete reversal from week one. And that's your kaleidoscope league, right? I mean, the the Saints laying 38 points on the Packers and having no offense today. You want to blame that on assistant coaches missing? I don't think so. Uh, Jameis, 11 of 22 for a buck 11 and two picks. It was back to the old (laughs) crab leg kid again. Sam Darnold, 300 yards and two touchdowns. And they were talking about how um, coordinator not – Joe Barry, um, who's the O coordinator? Joe Brady. Joe Brady yeah, from yeah. LSU said he they said that he kept quiet about the Panthers' desire to go get Darnold in a trade because mm-hmm. he wanted to make sure that they could get him because he believes that he can reprogram Darnold and start fresh and get well, him retrained up. So far, it's looking pretty good. I thought the Panthers were crazy that they were going to roll with him this year, but they're 2-0. and So there yeah, you go. I, yeah, and he's only, look, he's only played two years, and he's played for the worst team in the league. So change the scenery, you know, before you discard him. I think uh, I think he's got a chance to prove himself. Buccaneers are 40 uh, – Buccaneers won 48-25. to We talked about that against the Falcons. Can I stop for an interlude here to play for you some audio from one Skip Bayless? Oh, God. I know. I want you to take a listen to this because – I pulled it specifically to go, I wonder what Andy would say about this. Apparently, this commentary on these kind of shows, especially from Bayless, is intended for an eight-year-old child. 
who mm-hmm. doesn't know any better because any adult would simply laugh at the shit he says. Matt Chargers, he dropped three passes. Huge. He killed the first drive all by himself. That will not happen this Sunday. I believe there was big carryover. I told you hard knocks was nothing but great for my team. It was a springboard into the first game. It made them all feel a little better about themselves because they were on stage where America's team is supposed to be. And they they took that momentum right into Tampa and played the hell out of them. Just played them right down to the last drop of that game. And I thought it was the greatest loss in Cowboy history. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> about that it was such a great loss i'm not I kidding actually petitioned the league office to consider it a tie because they effectively tied the goat at the goat am i right no no yeah i got i'm fever because i'm on fire with my team I, I mean the pathetic fanboying about my team you know that's that's worked for him it's look the he, his former partner Stephen A does this other act where he makes fun of the Cowboys when they lose. And it's been good for business for both of them. I mean, they're I, both clowns, in my opinion. I understand. They're both that. making millions and millions of dollars. I understand that. Listen to that commentary. That's meant for a child. That Those yeah. takes are drawn in crayon. And most common denominator. But no, never overestimate, so, <laughs> you know, the intelligence. I, I hear you. Know? you but. Who listens to that and goes, oh, yeah. He he also said before that, he said he thinks the that Brady is going to go 20-0 and 0 this year. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean... He called it, he called it, he said that the Cowboys having to go in there on opening day was one of the most unfair things the league has ever done. Can I, can I read you a line from something I read that George yes. Will wrote today? Okay. He said... The spoken words are often shouted by overheated individuals who evidently believe that the lungs are the seat of wisdom. That's the best line that I have read today. No, it's it's fantastic. But I, here's the question for people that are going to email me. Do you know any adult who listens to shows like this and actually takes the opinion seriously? Just I want to know. I want to know who the product is for. It's like a show for children. Uh, Speaking of the Cowboys, they did win on a late bomb from Greg the Leg Zerline. He was terrible in week one, but he delivered 20-17, to your final score. This game had a billion penalties on the Chargers. They had two touchdowns called back by penalty, and they were both pretty dubious, if you ask me. Justin Herbert is a stud. Oh my God! He he has a laser for an arm. He has big dude in the in the pocket. Right. I mean, how, and five years from now, every just like you know Brady and some of the others, how did they miss on this guy? What 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 was it? What what did they see that said nah nah nah? And and yeah, he he. I mean, I could be wrong, and he could. And, no, he know, looks super legit right now. Yeah, he really does. He he was he was terrific. And McCarthy got away with with okay. at the end of the game. I was scrambling it. around cooking dinner, and I missed what happened because it was on the red zone, and they go to the two boxes. And I love Siciliano, but the two box thing, you overuse it. Flip back and forth. Give me yeah. the full audio so you could only kind of hear half of the audio of Romo saying, oh, no, what's McCarthy doing here? What happened? Well, he had like 20 seconds, and he could have run another play. 
uh, to try and pick up more yardage, but he ran the clock down to four seconds to set up a 56-yarder. I mean, his clock management is, is he's, insane. He's terrible. Uh, yeah. f- 12 for 99 penalties for the Chargers. 12 penalties, mm-hmm. 99 yards. Um, and I think a couple. one of them might have been a taunting penalty. There are so many games blurring in front of me, I can't remember. Who got a taunting penalty for breaking up a pass? Uh, no Do you idea, remember that? But there, okay, but there were there were a lot of taunting penalties today, all all over the place. The, the, that's that's you know the league is trying to crack down on that. Yet they allow all these elaborate celebrations. I mean, to make up your mind. Cowboys avoid going zero and two. They're one and one. Charges one and one. The zero and two stat, which is always trotted out this week every year in the NFL, and I think the number of teams that go zero and two and make the playoffs is as low as thirteen percent. Does that sound about right? Sounds right, yeah. What do you think about that stat? I think it's going to be a little bit different this year with 17 games. <laughs> True. And, and I also, you know, there was there was a point in the first half today of the early games where there were four starting quarterbacks who were out of the game. Some yeah. of them, like Baker Mayfield, came back. Right. But the, the, Dalton the Mayfield, Tua, and then there was a fourth guy as well. Uh, I think uh, the, the Raiders quarterback went out. Yeah, for, Derek Carr uh, went out briefly. Yeah, a couple of plays. I mean, but, all the but, King's rules and all of his, you know, referees can't keep these guys upright. It's too tough yeah, a league. But they're going to be uh, facsimiles of Taylor Heineke starting Super Bowls pretty soon. Because starting that, that's, a Super Bowl? That's where we're going now. A yeah, third but, stringer? By the time we get to the end of the season, the attrition of quarterbacks is going to be such that we're going to have those kind of players. And and so the 0-2 becomes less important as we get to a 17th game. And you know the owners are going to shove 18 games down the players' throats. And so that's what we're going to have. Yeah. See, I think that uh, I, th- I think that the best quarterbacks in this league know acutely how to avoid getting hammered. Well, uh, here's an example. And I, and I the- think young guys like Tua, they don't get that. And that's why yeah. he's going to be not long. He just gets himself waylaid. Robert was the same way. Well, yeah. And I saw I saw Brady, 44 years old, blindsided, sack, fumble. He's down for a second. I go, okay, that's it. Nope. Pops right up. Yeah. Well, that's so- avo- that avocado ice cream. One more thing about the 0-2 stat. A lot of the reason that the 0-2 stat seems so dramatic is that a lot of bad teams start 0-2. Right by the nature of the fact they're bad and that nobody expected them to make the playoffs. Like right. like Jacksonville. <laughs> you know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Coming this Saturday, there will be blood. Head to mybookie.ag and get in on the UFC first blood promotion. When any fighter on the main card bleeds, you win. The second you see blood, cha-ching, you get paid. With this bet centered around five main card bouts, including two title bouts, you know the octagon won't stay dry for long, so take advantage of this opportunity to make some easy money with my bookie. Nick Diaz has bled in three of his last four fights. Robbie Lawler is a leaky faucet, so you know by the end of his five-round rematch, blood will be spilled. Head to my bookie now and use my promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, and start off with a double deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE to double your money so you can double your winnings with MyBookie. And that's not all. If you deposit now, you'll also get a free entry into MyBookie's $50,000 NFL Survivor Pool. That's a double deposit bonus, free money on the UFC, and a free shot at fifty grand. That's what I call a winning season. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. So, uh, there you go. Uh, the Seahawks beat the Titans late field goal in overtime. Does it 33 to 30 your final Titans beat the Seahawks. Sorry. Titans beat the Seahawks. I got that backwards. Uh, the Titans avoid going, uh, Oh, and two, and that was a thrilling game back and forth, left and right stuff in the stat box and everything else. Look at King Henry 35 for one eighty two, and three touchdowns. Yeah, he uh, he is he's man against boys in a league where you don't run anymore. He's he's one of those guys, and and I'm I'm even too young to have seen Jim Brown play, but I don't think it's blasphemous to say that's Jim Brown. That that's how good he is. He's yeah. he's remarkable. Julio Jones, after getting ripped by Vrabel last week for a stupid <laughs> personal foul penalty, six for a buck twenty eight, had a fifty one yard catch as well, had a touchdown called back by replay. Did you agree with that call? Uh, yeah, I did. Really? You thought yeah. his heel was out of bounds, huh? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I thought so. Ah, yeah. Bullshit call. I, Number one and, 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 and they were saying on TV, it's too bad he didn't wear white shoes. So he could have put it in. <laughs> I saw a picture that looked like the heel was inbounds, but whatever. Why shouldn't a toe count whether you're stepping or whether you're toe dragging? Well, toe that, is mean, a toe. That's, that's a college rule I'd like to see in the NFL. One foot. I'd well, like to see one foot in bounds. Well, no, not that, Andy. I'm saying, let's say you come down flat-footed and right. half of your foot is out of bounds. That's out of bounds. Right. But if you come down toe first, then heel, and if you were otherwise in with the toe, that's it. It's a touchdown, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. But that's, yeah. I guess, not how they're calling it. So, mm. anyway, so that was uh, – and that game, you know, they had a chance to figure out, do they want to go for two at the end, the Titans, or do we yeah. go for overtime? The thought crossed my mind of the equation of that is different now that overtimes are shorter and the Mm -hmm. rules are different because there's a higher likelihood of a tie and a tie is half a win. So I think there's more impetus to not go for two at the end of regulation because you want to secure what is a higher probability of a half a win and maybe a total win in overtime. Although I did see Vrabel in a London game a few years ago go for it in that situation, go for two, and I think they missed. They didn't get it. Holy shit, what just happened? Lamar Jackson throw a pick already? The Sunday night game has gone off, and I failed in my promise to you to have you done before the game. It's okay. Oh, my God. Uh, Pick six Chiefs, and we are are 12 seconds into the game. Or no, 50 seconds into the game. 7-0 Kansas City. 
Yeah, and this is the contract year for Lamar, right? Yep. And the Vikings lose thanks to a kicker who fucked up two kicks, missed extra point, and a missed game winner from pretty much point-blank range, like a 35-yarder, I believe it was. Yeah, it was basically an extra point, and and I thought for sure when they were coming down the field that Kirk was going to throw a pick. But he didn't. He got him down there, set him up what should have been the game-winning field goal. And that was a crazy game. It went back and forth. And, man, Arizona is so much fun to watch. Yeah. God, they got they, – they, not just the quarterback. They got, like, three or four other guys who were, like, those gizmo – you could move oh. them back and forth and all over the field. It's amazing. Yeah, they got a lot of wide receivers. Nobody knows who they are. Um, yeah. And they also did get A.J. Green. That was their big acquisition. And, of course, they got J.J. Watt. They got an A.J. They got a J.J. Uh, yep. Kyler Murray, 400 yards, only missed seven passes. Two of them were picks, but three touchdowns. And yeah. it's like chasing a chicken in a courtyard with this guy. It is. That's a, that's a great way to put it. And, you know, even if he was like a 300 hitter in baseball, life wouldn't be as good as it is for him now. I mean, to, to, to be a star quarterback in the NFL beats the hell out of being a great baseball player. I'm Greg, sorry. Greg Joseph, pack your bags, buddy. You suck. Yeah. He's the kicker who messed it up uh, for the Vikings in that game. And the game going on right now is Ravens-Chiefs, and it's Kansas City 7 nothing early on. Lamar has never beaten Patrick in three tries, and he's off to a bad start tonight. And that game will finish too late for today's podcast. Now, let's go to Thursday night, Andy. Mm-hmm. How about the football team? How about the football team? <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, they, they, they made their share of mistakes. Lucky as hell that way. They just happened to play a team that had more mistakes <laughs> and is in maybe a bigger mess than the Washington team. I mean, the Washington team is okay. I'm not hitching my wagon to Taylor Heineke. He, he was he was terrific the other night, and he's a, he's an earnest guy. There's there's nothing wrong with him, but this is not the future of the football team right now. He's cheap, he's available, and he's playing his guts out. But but that's it. I mean, they're not going to win a lot of games with him. He's cheap, available, and fun as hell. But I do tend to kind of concur. I'm going to get to the big question about Heineke in a second. But first, last week, I trashed him pretty good, as did you. And I said he was going to get hurt out there. Apparently added 10 pounds of muscle, so Mm -hmm. said the broadcast. Um, I don't know about the hurt thing. I still think there's a good chance that he'll get hurt because that's what our quarterbacks do. But he has a swagger to him, Andy. He has a baller. He's got baller blood running through him. That is more than just a practice squad player. True. And and the players do seem to like him. Now, uh, you know, this, this guy, Chase Young, has got real charisma. And he has been outspoken about how much he loves him. And I think everybody's kind of followed along. I mean, he look, the, the one thing you got to do on this team is you got to get the ball in Terry McLaurin's hands. Right. And they did that. Uh, Fitzpatrick w- didn't didn't throw at him the whole time he was in in the first game. Oh, so and, he was in for a quarter and a half, Andy. I understand, but 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 <laughs> give, you, give it time. No, no, barely no, no, played in the no, preseason. No, no, first first series, you got to throw McLaurin a screen pass. You got to get the ball in his hands and get him going because the offense doesn't move unless he's 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 involved, and and that's a good thing that Heineken really did the other night. Troy Aikman said at one point, I, I, you know, Joe, I don't know why they're playing so soft. I was like, you dumb fuck. 
Scary Terry is his nickname because he runs with an electricity and a tempo that is incredible to watch. I mean, there's a ton of fast guys in the NFL, but he runs explosively. Right. And he's also he's one of the smartest guys I've ever listened to in these oh, news he conferences. Gets it. Totally so, gets it. Yeah. So I, I'm sure he's running precise routes. Oh, he knows he, exactly <laughs> what he needs to do. You know, he's, he makes, a, he's a real fine. He's great. Yeah. In fact, there's there's now some uh, McLaurin jealousy going around because I saw a couple Packer writers say, you know, Packers took Jay Sternberger three spots ahead of McLaurin. And I'm like, well, ah, good, you're jealous. Well, you know, you know what my reaction was when they drafted him? Oh, special great. team player. No, 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 no. He's an Ohio State guy. So they're listening to Haskins. They just want to bring right. Haskins guys in. Right. And they and I heard, you know, yeah, maybe he's a special teams guy. Maybe he plays third wide receiver or something. He's been amazing. Well, just his amazing. numbers were not dominant at Ohio State because he was like the third guy, basically. So he yeah. wasn't getting the, the majority of looks. Anyway, um, here's the question. Who is Heineke and what do we have? Who is he? I said he's like Baker Mayfield, minus the Heisman, minus Mm -hmm. the hype, slightly minus on arm talent, same swagger, probably plus in the humility department. And I think he can play for you for some time. He might be the ultimate backup when it's all said and done. But the question of what do we have here is we have a nice – thing to watch for a season that is likely going to be a disappointment yeah i mean they're looking at like a 500 year um but there's also the ravens just scored by the way six play 90 75 yard drive uh capped off with a touchdown run to 34 oh and he fumbled it in the air and then it was caught by a raven teammate at the goal line williams i think he's their ninth running back yeah, here's what I think. Perhaps in the right circumstance in college, he becomes Doug Flutie. I don't think he's as good an athlete as Doug Flutie, but he plays at Old Dominion, so nobody knows who the hell he is. Uh, and then he bounces around the league. Had he wound up someplace, you know, that had more, you know, uh, panache in college, who knows? You know, maybe he's Doug Flutie. Maybe, maybe that's the upside. I don't know. Yeah, Tyson Williams is the running back who fumbled it, and uh, it was picked up by 13 of the Ravens. Come on, Google. I got Any account or description of this game without uh, <laughs> express written consent is uh, – is, is, Plus, is, anybody who's listening to this knows the game is I over. I know. What at this it's point? Done, it's just bothering me. <laughs> 13 Ravens wide receiver. Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay, that's who it is. Okay, um, so what? Where do the where does the football team go from here? They go to Buffalo for a very tough date against the. Oh Bills. yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Allen is is terrific. I saw him make some throws today that very few guys can make. Cross his body, cross the field, underhand. He's he's terrific. Yeah. Meanwhile, in college, I had to get this out. The refereeing in the Penn State game was the biggest steaming pile of shit I can remember <laughs> since Colorado got a fourth down. Back oh, in God. 1990 or whatever that was, yeah. they, they 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 called a, a grounding penalty that nobody has ever seen called before from the pocket with no one immediately around him on a deep ball. That was a stupid call, and then they lost track of the downs, 
and even replay lost track of the downs, according to the statement from the SEC's official office, because they were SEC refs. That was, I guess, the only way to get this home and home between mm-hmm. such powerhouse programs. Is like, well, we're going to bring all referees. <laughs> okay, well, we'll bring ours when we come back there. So yeah. that was bad, and there was a there was a targeting call that was bullshit at the goal line. It was too bad because otherwise it was a spectacular scene, a spectacular game, wasn't it? The whiteout. I I, I did not stay up for the whole game. I watched a lot of the first. Did half, you see the open the, though? Yes, terrific, incredible television, and kudos to the director for saying, "Okay, here's what we're going to do." We're going to have Holly Saunders, not Holly Saunders. We're going to have Holly Rowe. (laughs) By the way, big difference between Holly Rowe and Holly Saunders, right? Okay. okay. I I don't mean that in a bad way. I think Holly Rowe is a better person and a better broadcaster. Okay. So they have Holly Rowe. In the stands, yeah. In the stands, but you can only hear her voice. They don't go to a tight shot of her on the sideline. You just hear her voice. I'm here, and it's Bedlam, and these fans have been in the stadium for hours. By the way, they filled the stadium hours in advance oh yeah penn state that, that that's big time football that's the way that works yeah they, they you know what lsu is like for a night game <sighs> no but i need to go and of course my nephew luke was there and i said that he got to meet saquon barkley got a selfie with him got to really? go to his first whiteout game i was living so vicariously through him i thought to myself andy that kid has had himself a night and i'm <laughs> very happy for him but anyway yeah. so penn state's kind of back aren't they Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 the coach is leaving for for USC if he can. <laughs> if Urban Meyer doesn't beat him there in the first right. place, well, right? Well, I mean, it, it was Franklin is the name, yeah, James Franklin. James Franklin, yeah. He had a chance for denial, and he said, "No, we're just concentrating on Auburn." He, oh, he yeah. didn't say, "I have the greatest job in the world. I love my kids." You know, he's he's leaving the door open, and I don't blame him because he can he can always use it for leverage if he wants more money at Penn State. Yeah. And then the other officiating fuck-up came in the Memphis game where uh, the kicking team on a punt thought they had downed the football and everybody stopped, and a kid picked it up and ran it for a touchdown, even though the referee signaled for the clock to stop. Wait till you hear the explanation from the SEC's official office. I'm going to find it for you right now. It's hilarious because there was about seven things wrong on the play, and they couldn't fix it, Andy, because... They just couldn't fix it for whatever reason. Did you see the play that I'm talking about? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. No, no. <laughs> they but, they but basically not. said, well, uh, first of all, the referee made an inadvertent uh, whistle, inadvertent mm-hmm. signal. That should have ended the play. Secondly, replay should have been able to fix that, but they too missed it. And then they said, oh, and there was also two players that wore number four and that's a violation. That too should have been a penalty. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. They, Maryland had that a few years ago. That that and and on college rosters where you have a hundred guys, you do have multiple you know players wearing the same number. So that that's a problem. Yeah. Here we go. Mississippi State and Memphis at five fifty eight in the fourth quarter of the Mississippi State at Memphis game. Mississippi State punts the ball downfield where the loose ball touches multiple kicking team players before receiving team player picks up the ball and returns it for a touchdown. The kick ball remained live by rule since it was not possessed by a player, nor did it come to rest in bounds with no player attempting to secure it. 
On the play, the back judge gave a single stop-the-clock signal immediately after receiving team possessed the ball. The inadvertent signal aspect of the play is reviewable, and replay should have stopped the game to review for a potential inadvertent signal. The subsequent review would have placed the ball at the spot where the signal was made. On the same play, two Memphis players were wearing number four, which is a violation and should have resulted in a five-yard penalty on Memphis. Oy vey. is... Absolutely right. Oh, and one more thing on the way out the door. Tom Brenneman says the people he talks to want him back calling games. Well, of course they do. There are plenty of Tom Brenneman sycophants out there. You got a raw deal, Tom, but that's the way it goes, pal. Is it kind You're of done? Is it kind of pathetic? There was a story this weekend that had him saying this, like, "Hey, you know, people want me back," you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what? Somebody's going to come up to him and say, "You got what you deserved. Go, go do high schools and and forget and forget it." No, people, people want to suck up to him because he's still famous. Unbelievable. All right, Andy, seven seven game going to be a good one. Let's go watch some more football. Thank you as always for your time, bud. Uh, all right, Zed, take there care. There you go. All right, that's a wrap for tonight. Forty five minutes. Whew. Is football good or is football... Okay, you, you already know that, right? Okay. Of course, I'm going to fucking lose my guillotine league. I'm going to get chopped in my guillotine league. The whiskey league. Serves me right. I knew my team sucked from the minute the ink was dry on the draft. Thanks for listening. More to come tomorrow. There's going to be a lot of mop-up. Packers and Lions... And no, there's not going to be a live podcast at midnight after the game. There just isn't. You have to deal with it. But thanks for listening. Have a great Monday. We'll see you next time. Coming this Saturday, there will be blood. Head to mybookie.ag and get in on the UFC first blood promotion. When any fighter on the main card bleeds, you win. The second you see blood, cha-ching, you get paid. With this bet centered around five main card bouts, including two title bouts, you know the octagon won't stay dry for long, so take advantage of this opportunity to make some easy money with my bookie. Nick Diaz has bled in three of his last four fights. Robbie Lawler is a leaky faucet, so you know by the end of his five-round rematch, blood will be spilled. Head to my bookie now and use my promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, and start off with a double deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE to double your money so you can double your winnings with MyBookie. And that's not all. If you deposit now, you'll also get a free entry into MyBookie's $50,000 NFL Survivor Pool. That's a double deposit bonus, free money on the UFC, and a free shot at fifty grand. That's what I call a winning season. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Time for